fellas, are your orgasms leaving both you and your partner unsatisfied and underwhelmed? Do you ever wish you could come like a porn star? Like, we're talking, I'll change the sheets while you go take a shower coming. Look no further than Load Boost. Load Boost is a supplement for men's sexual health that, among other things, increases semen volume, orgasm intensity, and increases ejaculation power while also just generally making orgasms feel better for men. Aside from helping you empty your clip like Rambo in the jungle, Load Boost's premium blend of active ingredients is formulated to improve prostate health and function. You can try Load Boost today risk-free by going to www.loadboost.com and using the promo code BASEMENT10 to get 10% off your entire order at checkout. And don't forget, every purchase you make helps us fund this show as well. So think about it. You get to help our show and flood your gates like never before. Once again, go to www.loadboost.com and use the promo code BASEMENT10 to get 10% off your order at checkout. Thanks for listening and have a happy ending. I'm no longer embarrassed of where I happen to be born, you know? I've done comedy in all 50 states and here's what I've learned. Rednecks are everywhere! They're every place I've ever been in my life. It's so depressing. They're in every city, every state. They're in Canada. <gasps> Holy <laughs> Canadian rednecks. I was not expecting that. It's not a regional issue. It's a human disease. <laughs> There's Mexican rednecks and Australian rednecks and Belgian rednecks and 15th century French rednecks and North Korea is ran by a damn redneck. They're all over the Middle East. You guys know what the definition of jihad is? A jihad is a fight or struggle against anybody who does not believe in the Islamic God. Redneck! That's <laughs> all that is to me. You don't believe in what I believe, so therefore I'm going to kill you. I don't think it's just a coincidence that jihad and yeehaw sound real soon. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to The Basement Lounge. Grab a chair, grab a drink, and settle in. Let's have some fun. They hated me Friday night. I fucking really? loved it. Stuart's like, I loved it. She's like, he's like, you're so good. He's like, he's like, knowing your material, because the average age of the person on that show was like probably like 55 on Friday night. Uh, it was an older crowd. So and they, they, weren't, they weren't as into... Your kind of thing. Fuck no. no. He's like, and I love, I, he's like, I saw the crowd. I was like, I knew you're going to, it's like, I knew what was going to happen. He's like, I love it. He didn't even fucking back down. He just did your thing. And I was like, God damn right. I'm going to do my thing. fucking right. It's, it's funny. Cause then I watched, I watched that show of his, he has on YouTube and God hates Anna. Yeah. yeah. And so seeing him at Wiley's first where he's got the facial long hair, hair and this big ass beard. And then I see him on YouTube where he looks all neat and clean shaven. I'm like, I can't believe that's the same fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, he grew it out because it, it literally is because of COVID. Yeah. He just never got a haircut or shaved because that thing was open down where he's Honestly, at. I think the look suits him. It does. Really well. It, it, it plays into the into the old hippie yeah. thing he's got going on. Um, <laughs> dude, I I, th I laughed till I thought I was going to throw up at one point. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it so was good. so funny. Like, I had people turning around and looking back at me at one point because I was fucking dying. <laughs> it's, uh, he only did, like I said, a couple jokes from previous years that I've seen him, that mm -hmm. I've hosted for him. He's only, he only did a couple jokes. 
It was the uh, he didn't, like I said, he didn't even finish the Wright brothers joke or the flight joke. Yeah, I remember you were saying the flight joke. So good. the ending is so good. Well, the one he, the one he does on, in, in that God hates Anne thing, where the guys on the plane like I don't believe in science. Science a bunch of bullshit. When you're on a plane, yeah, <laughs> bye, folks. You can't you can't hate science but love NASCAR. NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I, I showed my mom that that YouTube clip and she fucking was dying. Yeah, it's uh, that's the last album he put out was God Hates Anne. It was only a few years ago. It, yeah, it was like 2018 or something like that. Maybe a little bit earlier. Yeah, so it's like really kind of weird. Like he isn't like, and since then I've seen him do like four different other hours. Oh, really? Yeah, and he hasn't put any of them out. Wow, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, you know him better than I do. So, so I, I, he's he just probably doesn't like it. Yeah. Uh. We can't all be Chris Titus who puts out a special year. I mean. (laughs) But they're all good. That was the thing. The one, I could see how he couldn't do it because, like, it was about his life, about his uncle. Mm -hmm. His uncle was end up being, like, a pedophile. Ooh, fuck. But his uncle was, like, high up in, like, the police department was that, and he had to, like, talk to the FBI and shit like that. It was wild. Holy shit. Yeah, but, like, by the time he, they weren't going to do anything about it, Mm -hmm. the police or whatever, because, like. And that's how it kind of ended. And he's like, I don't even have an end to this anymore. Because mm-hmm. it just because I mean, it, how do you? It, it's a tough one to 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 wrap up. Yeah, he was like, I don't. He's like, I. He literally, he found that info out. And like, and then he's like, I don't. I don't even have an ending to this now. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what. The, he's like, my fucking whole hour's ruined. Damn. It was such a good show. It was so good. <laughs> I was bummed that. I mean. Uh, a that he didn't sell any for the late show yeah or, so here's where there are so many so it's weird what's weird is like he always does three and he always just like he usually has like 40 or 50 per show mm-hmm. right and like first friday night had like 55 right and everybody signed up for fucking for saturday saturday the first show like barely anybody so they just moved everybody mm-hmm. from the second show onto the, oh, the first, first show. show so i was like ah, that makes sense yeah, because then I know he, I know because he was, because they were going out giving out tabs and all that. And I remember he asked Erica on stage, like, you want me to keep going? She's like, eh. <laughs> we did like an hour and a half. Yeah, it was, but but he, he went an hour and a half without stopping. Like, it was never like a lull. I know. <laughs> That's wild. <clears throat> and like, I know so many other jokes he could do. There's like this penguin joke. Mm-hmm. That's like my wife's favorite joke. And it's literally like 20 minutes long. <laughs> and it's so fucking good. And it's. About the true, it's a true story about that kid who t- took that penguin from the zoo. Oh yeah, true story about it. <laughs> yeah. he, he did a joke about it. And it's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's like my wife's favorite it's, fucking bit. Was she there? Yeah. Okay, she, I thought I saw her and I wasn't sure, and yeah. so I didn't say anything. Yeah. Okay. That's the funny. only comic she'll come and see. <laughs> it's always oh, <is> real. <laughs> she's like, she loves him. She's like, she yeah. just fucking loves him. Like it was so cool. So it was so cool. Like. uh Last year when she came, or not last year, maybe it wasn't, no, year before, um, she came up, and I was like, I was like, my wife's coming. I was like, oh, she's like, he was like, she got like a favorite joke. And she's like, he loves, I was like, she loves the penguin joke. And she's like, all, he's like, all right. Oh, so okay. like, he sat like, for whatever reason, because she came with some friends, her friend and her husband, and then her, they all sat next to the stage. Oh, no. This is before <laughs> COVID. Uh-huh. And so like. Uh, Stewart's doing her stuff. 
he looks straight at her. He's like, all right, now I'm going to do your favorite joke. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my wife's like, what the fuck? And she, just, and she is losing her mind. <laughs> it's like anytime Jesse tells his pit monk joke, yeah. my mom, like, fucking cries laughing at that one. It's so. It's so good. Well, if you don't know, I don't know if, like, we're talking about Stuart Huff. That's who we're yeah. talking about. I oh, think yeah. we, we, we said Stuart, but that's his last yeah. name. So. Stuart Huff was, was in town last weekend, and uh, Mike was like, dude, you're coming down to see this? And I, I hadn't thought about it because I'm still just not used to being. used to having the time. So when you messaged me, I had this moment of like, oh, yeah, fuck. I could totally do that now. Um, so I went down to the... Got there just in time for the for the show uh, and Stuart Huff. And that was the first time I've been in Wiley since before the pandemic. Really? Because I had the show before the pandemic and then I haven't been back since. Mm. So it was cool because I got to go back. Um, and uh, and I hadn't seen Karen and fucking, I don't even know the last time I saw Karen. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. And, and Stuart Huff fucking crushed, though. Dude, it was if, Stu- if Stuart Huff is coming to your town, like, watch him. Go see him. Mike's been telling me to see this guy for years now, <clears throat> and Jesus Christ, I'm so glad I did. It was so fucking funny. Like when they ask me to do a show, I don't even care if mm-hmm. I do good or bad. I'm literally there to watch him, mm-hmm. period, and just learn and just like mm-hmm. just watch and be like, I can never do any of this. Because Mike and I were saying, like, he's so good, he made me want to quit comedy. Yeah. I told Karen, I was like, I am questioning every move I've made the last 17 years. And he's got a special on YouTube for free called God Hates Anne. Look up Stuart Huff, God Hates Anne, and just watch it. It's it's so fucking, he's so fucking funny. He's, that that's the kind of, like, if you had told me that entire hour and a half was improvised, I'd believe you. Because that's just how natural he is at delivering mm-hmm. that that those bits, and I, I I you don't see that much anymore. No. Usually, no. Even if it's funny, you can tell it's rehearsed. His feels so off the cuff because it's it's just it's just come so naturally to him. My favorite part, God, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> that's my favorite part. God, hit his hand. Should have known better. <clears throat> He told he told one on Saturday that because Caleb was sitting in the back with me and it was it was the the, the masturbation joke. Oh God! And, he, and Caleb looks at me. He's kind of like, "That sounds like a bit you would do." And I was sitting here like, "Son of a bitch! That's so good." I've never heard him tell that. Me, <laughs> that Karen, so me, fun. Karen, or Brent were like, "What the fuck did that come I from?" Fucking, we lost it. I fucking choked. <laughs> I was like, "That's fucking brilliant." <laughs> I don't masturbate because I feel like I deserve better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking good <laughs> i'm really bad at sex in fact so bad at sex I don't even masturbate because i feel like i deserve better that's so fucking oh that's so good that's so clever oh my god and again it's again it's one of those it's like i'm so mad i didn't think of that <laughs> it's just god damn evidence okay okay this is a good bit i like this bit okay um type in Stuart huff uh-huh then rednecks are everywhere. Rednecks are everywhere? Yeah. Okay. I'm no longer embarrassed of where I happen to be born, you know? I've done comedy in all 50 states, and here's what I've learned. Rednecks are everywhere! They're every place I've ever been in my life. It's so depressing! 
They're in every city, every state. They're in Canada. <gasps> Holy <laughs> Canadian rednecks. I was not expecting that. It's not a regional issue. It's a human disease. <laughs> There's Mexican rednecks and Australian rednecks and Belgian rednecks and 15th century French rednecks and North Korea is ran by a damn redneck. They're all over the Middle East. You guys know what the definition of jihad is? A jihad is a fight or struggle against anybody who does not believe in the Islamic God. Redneck! That's <laughs> all that is to me. You don't believe in what I believe, so therefore I'm going to kill you. I don't think it's just a coincidence that jihad and yeehaw sound real similar. <laughs> <laughs> you guys would be amazed how many people hear this accent automatically judge me. People will come up and they'll go, you're from the South? Do you have sex with your cousin? <laughs> what? Charles Darwin married his cousin. His first cousin, Charles Darwin, probably the only man alive at the time who should have known better. <laughs> How could you be working on the theory of natural selection during the day and winking at your damn cousin at dinner? <laughs> Charles Darwin married his cousin. Albert Einstein married his cousin. Bach married his cousin. Thomas Jefferson married his cousin. Long story short, I've been emailing my cousin. <laughs> 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 so fucking good. I know. Oh, it's so good. Jihad and hee-haw. That's <laughs> so good. Oh. You know, sometimes it feels like life really gives you the raw deal. So give yourself some raw comfort in the form of edible cookie dough from Dope. Dope is committed to reducing the stigmas around mental health and addiction recovery while making the world a little sweeter one spoonful at a time. They've got flavors ranging from classics like chocolate chip and snickerdoodle to crazy concoctions like brownie batter and Nutella banana. Plus, they donate a portion of every sale to the She Recovers Foundation, a nonprofit charity with a mission to connect support and empower women in or seeking recovery just head on over to dope.com d-o-u-g-h-p.com put together a killer sample pack and use the code t-b-l-o-5 to get five dollars off your order at checkout you'll also get free shipping nationwide so grab some dope today and get ready to lick that spoon clean did you watch that clip I, sh I sent you of the guys? No, laughing. I right. fucking started it. All right, let me pull it up. I fucking started it, and I was out work, and somebody walked in, and I was like, fuck. All right, let me pull this up. So last week we were talking about, because Mike finally, Mike finally watched Book of Boba Fett, and I told him there's these guys on um, YouTube called Previewed, uh, who I fucking love. They're one of my favorite reactors to watch on YouTube. And in the episode where uh, it's the final episode of Book of Boba Fett, Basically, one of the guys on the show has the best laugh. And whenever he gets really fucking excited, he laughs hysterically. So in the final episode of Book of Boba Fett, when um, the Rancor shows up, there's like, there's like whole pockets of the show where he's just losing his fucking mind. All right, and, and, and I mean, it's, let me pause it there. So this is, this is some funny shit. I'm going to pull the monitor around. So that would be hilarious if those are their actual seats. 
I know. Well, they've, they've got two seats. Oh, no, those are fake, too. Never mind. But it does look like they're actually sitting in those fucking seats. Um, here's what a fucking nerd I am, because I, I was going to bring this up. I time-coded where these moments are. You nerd. A fucking nerd. I usually did that with cum shots. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. Pornhub's got a thing where you scroll on the timeline of the video You'll see where there's like spikes because those are moments where most people have liked the video. Is that those moments? Really? Yeah. Like that's is that right after they finish? It's like, <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like as soon as he puts it in her butt, big spike. Oh, suddenly everyone likes the video. <laughs> um, all right. So these guys are watching uh, Book of Boba Fett, and it's right when the Rancor is about to show up. And, and so keep your eyes on the guy on the left here. Okay. He's the guy you want to watch for. The laughter. Yeah. Is that what you were guessing? <laughs> what the fuck? I honestly forgot about him. Oh my god. Oh. Ah. <laughs> 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 oh. Hi guys. I really did forget about it too. I did too. Oh, me too. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> All right. Um next one is here. <laughs> This is the best. Do it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> oh man, it's so cool. I don't even want to know his reaction when Luke came out. Oh my god. Uh, he was this sobbing. Was he? He was just straight crying. Hello. And then the rancor goes away. <laughs> I, I, like it was so wild. Like I literally forgot. Until like, oh, saw, yeah. I was like, motherfucker, this all makes sense. I now. completely forgot about it. He's like, I'm gonna go get, I thought he was going to go like find more Tuscans or something like that. Because he's like, I'm going to get back up. And I'm like, who? And then you just, you hear the roar and you're like, what the fuck was that? Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. I yeah. wish I got that excited about fucking anything. I don't get that excited during sex. <laughs> I don't want to know what his sex is like. <laughs> oh, he shit. starts squealing when he comes. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of scenes, I rewatched yeah. Battle of the Bastards. Oh, did you? Yeah, I just wanted to watch it. Every once in a while, I go in these like things, and I just really want to yeah. watch Battle of the Bastards. Is one of them because, like, man, it's so good. I'll do that because it was written by. 
Who was it written by? No, it was written by what's his, it's in the books. Oh, it was written by R. R. Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll do that with with shows and movies. I'll have just like a moment that I really. I mean, I've done that with Mandalorian a couple times. Yeah, um, I do that with uh, Inglorious Bastards. I do it with Inglorious Bastards. I go back and watch like the opening scene with Dude on the Farm. Oh, the, it's so, well, yeah, it's and, fantastic. And then the one in the bar. I hate but love that scene. I hate that uh, yeah. scene because I feel like it's too long, but you have to have oh, that it's scene. it's so long. Yeah. It's such a long fucking scene, but it's so good. Yeah. It's the only thing I was like, but it, it, they have to have the scene, and it's a yeah. good scene, but it, like the only thing I don't like about it is it's long. And I, I watch those two scenes mostly because to me, those are the only scenes in the movie that are actually like fucking matter because like I hate the stuff with the sniper guy. The Daniel Brule, the guy who's getting the movie made about him, and he's hitting on oh, the theater. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hate, I hate yeah. everything. It's so dumb. And it just, it it's, you talk about too long. I mean, that's half of the movie. That's true. It's just that shit. And I know some people are into it, and that's, and, and I'm on record of not being the biggest Tarantino fan, but. Oh, I love Tarantino. But that opening sequence with Christoph Waltz on the dairy farm is is just amazing. I do also, for whatever reason, like the part where he eats the, the pie or the, Oh, he's eating the strudel in the restaurant. Yeah, like he, I don't know. It's Christoph Waltz. It just—I I was like, God, yeah. man, this is really fucking good. Yeah, it's uh, any. I mean, any scene he's in in that movie, I'll rewatch. Yeah, I mean, um, did you ever see him on Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee? No. Uh, Seinfeld did an episode with him, and he is like, "I know you're an international guy, and you're a big, you're a big like." foodies we take him to the international house of pancakes <laughs> and he hates everything really <laughs> he's like he's like none of this is good and jerry's like no it's terrible <laughs> IOP international house of pancakes yeah another thing is i pull every now and then i don't know do you do you know who paul potts is no pull up paul potts audition paul potts audition i want to see i i pull this up whenever i want to feel happy about life paul potts audition on uh Britain's Got Talent? Yeah. Okay. You've never seen this video? No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, and I usually watch this shit. The world of showbiz seems a million miles away. It's Paul, a mobile phone salesman from South Wales. By day, I sell mobile phones. My dream is to spend my life doing what I feel that I was born to do. Paul, what are you here for today, Paul? To sing opera. Okay. I've always wanted to sing as a career. Confidence is has always been sort of like a difficult thing for me. I've always found it a little bit difficult to be completely confident in myself. Okay. Ready when you are. Back with Simon was still bitchy.
They're blowing out the mics in the studio. <laughs> so you work at Carphone Warehouse. <laughs> and you did that. I wasn't expecting that. No, neither was I. <laughs> this was a complete breath of fresh air. I thought you were absolutely fantastic. You have an incredible voice. I think if you keep singing like that, you are going to be one of the favourites to win this whole competition. I think that we've got a case of a little lump of coal here that is going to turn into a diamond. OK. Moment of truth, young man. Piers. Absolutely, yes. Aerosmith playing in the background. Yes. <laughs> that was 2007. That song was huge, though. That was their first. He ended up winning the whole thing. Oh, did he really? Yeah, like a great career. Holy shit. I don't think I've never seen that video. That, like, gives no. me hope about life because, like, that's, like, the little guy. Yeah. You know, finally getting what they did, like, what they did. Like deserve. Did you ever see the one from America's Got Talent? Was the goth kid singing opera? Yeah, which is fantastic. Yeah. Oh my god, that one. That one hit when I was like in college. That one blew my fucking mind. Because the kid walks up looking like fucking Marilyn Manson and just blows the fucking roof off the place. Yeah, I watched. I whenever I feel down or whatever, I just not that's down. A good one. It's like ah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's stuff like that. That's kind of like okay, anybody can fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Anybody can. Because you hope in humanity. A little bit, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Oh, that's that's great. I think, realistically, honestly, I I feel like that's what kind of like turned Simon into like not being much as a dick. Yeah, doing doing this and like America's Got Talent and all that. Yeah, because he was because even on American Idol, like like after a while, he eventually kind of got over himself. Yeah. Um, cause, cause for the longest time it was just known that he was just a complete dick on that show. And I think at the time it was more like the producers encouraging it cause it was drama and some people wanted in reality TV. So then they had like fucking that America's got talent X factor, the voice, like how many fucking so many, my mother is obsessed with the voice. The voice can be good. It's of the, of the singing shows. It's the one I hate the least. Really? Because they, I like how they don't look at the person's parents before they. That's that's part of it. Yeah, they're picking these people solely on what they think of their talent. Yeah, um, and also as they go through the season, they work with them to help them get better. It's not just come in as good as you are and hope that it's good enough to get you to the end, which is how American Idol is a lot of the time. It's you better already come in at the top of your game because it's got to carry you the whole thing. Whereas with this, it's like, okay, I'm going to pick you and I'm going to coach you and help you get better so you win. I just watched the auditions. I've never really watched anything after that. I used to watch it with my mom. So, And also with, with, uh, with the voice, it's a lot of varied styles. Yeah. It's not just pop, which is like what all fucking American Idol is. is it's, just, it's just pop and indie folk rock. It, the voice is so many so many 
various oh, it's styles. all over the place yeah. like when you when you listen to the auditions. I mean, there's guys that go on there and audition with metal with metal songs and get picked. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Oh, I did see one video. It was in the jet, like the, the Korean one. A guy went up doing like "Spit It Out" by Slipknot mm-hmm. and did not get picked, and rightfully so. But it was also kind of like, you know what? Props to you for trying, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. Um, did you ever see when they had Puddles the Clown on America's Got Talent? Uh, I know he was on it. Yeah. I never watched it or anything. He had three amazing performances, and everybody pretty much agrees that like he should not have gotten eliminated. Because really? Simon, it was his third performance. It was the semifinals, I think, quarterfinal semifinals, and he was doing um, Royals. Because that was the one that made him famous on YouTube was doing Royals by Lord. Mm-hmm. And right as he's about to finish, Simon buzzes him. Really? And he was the only one that night that got a buzzer. So he got eliminated by default. Oh. Um, and as soon as he did, because it's in the middle of this amazing sweeping camera shot. Because they're like, this guy's crushing it. And right in the middle of his this amazing camera shot... The lights flash, and you hear this go out th- over all the sound, and you could just hear the audience turn on on Simon. Wonder why? But did he say why? He gave kind of. I, he tried to walk it back, uh-huh. as like I just didn't think it was as good. But you could tell, and you you could tell from his body language, he he knew he fucked up. And because again, like every, the judges and the entire audience turned on him, and you could tell Puddles was upset because as soon as he finished. He grabbed the shit and started to walk off stage. And they had to go, like, bring him back out on stage. He mm. was so pissed because he knew he crushed it. Uh-huh. He knew he shouldn't. He, he even he, you, we've had those moments where you're like, I should be getting the best reaction of my life right now. Yeah. And it was just one of those, like, he knew he was it just, yeah, it was a bummer. Mm. But he's gone on to, you know, amazing internet stardom. So, yeah, he's made, he's doing just fine. Yeah. Shit. Now, I remember when uh, Ryan, Mm-hmm. Niemiller, he said when he he was shocked he placed third. Mm-hmm. He told me, he's like, when you watch the video when he placed third, he's just like, oh, there's no way I'm making three lake. And mm-hmm. somebody got eliminated right before him. He's like, he looked down and went, what the fuck? I mm-hmm. should not be here right now. Mm-hmm. He literally mm-hmm. said, he's like, if you watch the video, you literally see me go. And I say, oh, what the? F-? You don't see him mouth at me. He goes, what yeah. the fuck? That happened when Chris Daughtry got booted on American Idol. Really? Because he was, I mean, he was just crushing every single fucking week. And the week that he got eliminated, if you go watch the video, every, like, w- when Ryan Seacrest reading off the results and going home tonight is uh, Chris Daughtry. Like, there's, and then the the girl who made it, like, her face is like, what? Even Daughtry's face is like, I'm sorry, what now? And you hear the audience go like, oh, oh, oh. Huh? What? <laughs> it was so. Everyone was because he was the first guy to go on American Idol doing rock music. Yeah, and everyone was so sure he was at least going to make it to like the final episode because mm-hmm. he, he was doing that well. It was just, it was such a weird. And I remember when they were doing like uh, some special on VH1 about it. Um, was it was it Monique? I think was on there. She was like, I was voting for him every week, and then the one week I forgot to vote for him, he got kicked off. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um. Yeah, you see that every once in a while. You get you get people on there who just crush and for whatever fucking reason just do not make it and kind of has me going like, okay, what did you want then? I feel like it's producers though. Oh, oh sure. Yeah. 
Oh, there's there's been several like, like going back to American. There's been several rock singers since Chris Daughtry. None of them ever make it. Really? Yeah, and they're always the fan favorites. They're always the fan favorite. It's like no, they're not gonna. Because I remember there was the one guy, James Durbin, who was doing like old school, like '80s Judas Priest, Sammy Hagar type stuff. And uh, Steven Tyler and J-Lo were both judges at that point, and they were just kind of like, I can't believe I'm going to say this. We might have a heavy metal American Idol this year because you are just that good. Uh-huh. And he got eliminated the next week. And oh, it, was, really? it was like they put that out in the universe, and the producers were like, fuck no. Because the because la- It the, doesn't sell? or I, Well, not in terms of, it, it, you know, how fucking the music industry yeah, is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And because, like, when he did his performance where they said that, Zach Wilde was on stage with him oh. playing guitar f- f- with them. And, and then they brought him back at the finale, and he performed with Judas Priest. Seriously? And it was just one of those, it was like, yeah, no, yeah, you guys let this guy go. Yeah. yeah. Good, good for you. Way to fuck up. Yeah, so... Yeah, he's a cool dude. He's he's singing for, uh, I think Velvet Revolver now. Yeah, Velvet Revolver. Yeah. Whenever they do tours, he was touring with somebody big as their singer. Um, well, I mean that's where Adam Lambert came from. True, he was singing for Queen because he, <laughs> he didn't win either. Or no, he did. No, he didn't win. I don't, did he? I don't remember. No, nah, he might have. I think he won. No, he did win his year. He did win his year. Yeah, that's right. Performed with Kiss, which was weird. That was a band I hadn't heard of in a while. Then he was on. Then he did Queen. Then he danced with Queen. And then my favorite Joe Robinette joke is like the only way Adam Lambert could have been worse if if uh, he's the one that gave Freddie AIDS. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> he's old enough. It could have technically happened. Yes. That's what he said. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, man. <laughs> 